everyone, thanks for joining me on this Still Rowing Short. I'm your host, Kim Stratford-Gale, and I'm really grateful to be with you. This week, Tara and I have discussed this very episode. We've actually been sending Marco Polos back and forth and texting, talking about it, because we felt like we it was important to address a general conference this upcoming weekend, and specifically, our mindset and preparation for it. Some of us are in the camp of, I love conference weekend, I can't wait. Others are nervous or even lie in wait for an unsettling remark or announcement. Some of us feel anxiety over receiving more direction and inspiration, but wait, I still haven't incorporated everything from the last conference. I definitely fall into this camp. The conference has kind of turned into a checklist. I need to listen to every talk from October before April comes. And then when April comes, I just add those new talks to my new checklist. My hope today is to provide a few thoughts to help with this mixed bag of feelings. I hope we all can approach conference with gratitude and humility. Two attitudes I think will provide the remedy for the over-anxious and defeated and perhaps the comfortable or even vindictive. First, to jump right into it, to the over-anxious and the perfectionist in all of us, including myself. As Elder Wilcox instructs, worthiness is not flawlessness. The Lord views weakness with mercy. Spend less time hating ourselves and more time loving Christ for choosing to walk with us, clearing our path forward. Our weaknesses are meant to make us feel like we can't do it all, often coming up short. And that sounds interesting, but... Where do weaknesses come from? The Lord speaking in Ether 12 says, I give unto men weakness. Our weaknesses come from God. So in moments of weakness, when we do come up short, it's critical because it's an opportunity to turn to Christ. It's critical to love Christ in those moments for making up the difference and giving us power to do more than what we could alone. Additionally, Michelle Craig recently said, that these prophetic calls to action, coupled with our innate sense that we can do and be more, sometimes create within us what Elder Neil A. Maxwell called divine discontent. Divine discontent comes when we compare what we are to what we have the power to become. Sister Craig continues, We should welcome feelings of divine discontent that call us to a higher way, while recognizing and avoiding Satan's counterfeit, paralyzing discouragement. I love that she distinguishes between the two because there's a fine line between both of them. She says this is a precious space into which Satan is all too eager to jump. We can choose to walk the higher path that leads us to seek for God and his peace and grace, or we can listen to Satan who bombards us with messages that we will never be enough. Our discontent can become divine or destructive. If, like me, you tend to feel overwhelmed by the numerous invitations and instruction for our lives, remember that you have one thing to do. Become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Just last October, Elder Schmiel said, You are called to what you can become. Being a disciple of Christ will help us do everything and become everything the Lord needs us to be. I love that promise and I love the simplicity. I have tried to simplify my goals in my life, my daily to-do list with this singular vision, become a disciple of Christ. It's provided purpose and peace. Admittedly, this is something I have to work at daily, especially recently. 
But by focusing on Christ and what he would have me do, I don't stress if I'm doing the right thing today. Because by focusing on my discipleship, I'm ensuring that I have the spirit with me each day. And with this comforting guidance, I have more confidence in what I do every day. I just stress less. This weekend, if you feel less than and your weaknesses become glaringly apparent, I strongly encourage you to intentionally love Christ. Turn from self-deprecation, paralyzing discouragement, and instead love Christ and seek for his peace and grace on a holier and higher path. Next, I want to address the comfortable. What I mean by the comfortable is illustrated in this story from Elder Carlos Godoy. He's taught about the need to be continually finding ways to grow. He shares about an experience when a friend came to visit him. The friend said, Everything seems to be going well for you, your family, your career, and your service in the church. And then he asks a question. But if you continue to live as you are living, will the blessings promised in your patriarchal blessing be fulfilled? Elder Godoy continues, I read my patriarchal blessing from time to time, but never with the intent of looking toward the blessings promised in the future and then evaluating how I was living in the present. Elder Godoy ended up leaving his comfortable job and moved his family from Brazil to study at an American university. Similarly, Elder Uchtdorf talks about the need to understand when we need change. He says, can we recognize when we are walking in circles? Most of the changes in our spiritual lives, both positive and negative, happen gradually, a step at a time. We may not even realize when we veer off course. And I love this next line of his. He says, We may even have high confidence that we are walking in a straight line, but the fact is that without the help of landmarks to guide us, we inevitably deviate off course and end up in places we never thought we would be. No matter how strong our spiritual experiences have been in the past, as human beings, we tend to wander. However, we have reliable, visible landmarks that we can use to evaluate our course. Landmarks such as General Conference. So I invite all of us to humbly seek guidance from Heavenly Father to know how we can change so that we might receive the promised blessings in our lives, to know what small course corrections we can make so our paths are straight. I invite us to welcome Christ and the divine discontent we need to become better disciples of Christ. And last, I want to address the skeptical. Elder Razban emphatically said, We will never be led astray by a prophet of God. He taught, we are distinguished as a church to be led by prophets, seers, and revelators, called of God for this time. I promise that as you listen and follow their counsel, you will never be led astray. Never. There's an exclamation point. He says, never. He continues, for many years we heard from the prophet twice a year at general conference. But with the complex issues of our day, President Nelson is speaking much more often. In forms, social media, devotionals, and even press briefings. I have observed him preparing and presenting profound, revelatory messages that have encouraged more gratitude, promoted greater inclusion of all our brothers and sisters on earth, and increased peace, hope, joy, health, and healing in our individual lives. I appreciated Elder Rasband's message because he's absolutely right. How often have we heard from President Nelson And each time he speaks to us, even if it's on a social media post or a press release, it's a prophet of God, the mouthpiece of Jesus Christ, reaching out to us. And that's significant. 
President Nelson recently said that restoration is a process, not an event. Doctrine and Covenants 6432 says, The Lord has said all things must come to pass in their time. Elder Anderson elaborates on this verse by saying that the doctrine of Christ is unchanging and everlasting, yet specific and important steps of the Savior's work are revealed at their appropriate time. When I read this, I think that we need to stop requiring perfection from the church and its leaders. Christ and his gospel are perfect. And with time, continuing revelation, and faith, the church of Jesus Christ is still progressing every day to become the church Jesus intended it to be. We are not there yet, and Christ needs all of our discipleship to get there. I'll end with insights from an article on the church's website. It's entitled, Help Thou Mine Unbelief. When Nephi sought to understand what his father Lehi saw in a vision, he prayed until his heart was softened. But even after further explanation and seeing a vision about the Virgin Mary, the angel asked if he now understood the Savior's mission. Nephi simply replied, I know that God loveth his children, nevertheless, I do not know the meaning of all things. As the author points out, even after softening his heart and learning to believe, Nephi did not understand everything, but his humility gave him faith to live by the phrase, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Have you ever prayed with specific intent to be given more faith? I have. I have said this exact prayer before at a time when I was lacking faith and I desperately needed it. I wanted it, but I couldn't find it in me. And I said this prayer. I said, God, I need more faith. And like the response given to Nephi, I did not receive a specific answer to my problem. But my heart was truly softened when I felt the unmistakable and undeniable love of Jesus Christ for me. With that palpable love, I felt I was given more faith and hope. I still didn't know what was coming or how my problem would be resolved, but I knew it would be okay. I was certain of it. I testify to you all that I was literally given more faith when I humbly prayed for it, and I invite you to do the same, with every uncomfortable or confusing remark or teaching you hear. For this upcoming conference weekend, I invite you to approach conference with Christ. Seek inspiration to evaluate your current course. What deviations have you made that require even minor course correction? Faithfully sustain our prophet as the mouthpiece of our Savior and play an active part in the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And where you lack faith, pray for more. And finally, let the divine discontent that you feel lead you to love him more. Don't turn away. Don't fall for Satan's counterfeit of paralyzing discouragement. Let our weaknesses bring us to humility and closer to him who will make weak things strong. Friends, this upcoming weekend, I hope you feel the love of our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Enjoy conference.